Welcome in inside your Odyssey app, wherever you may be in the world and live coast to coast on the BetQL network. You are locked in to a week two episode of BetQLU. Alongside myself, Chris Mack, you got my friend RJ Choppy in Dallas, you got our friend John Martin down in Memphis, and we are ready to tackle what we saw in the first full week of college football. And of course, look ahead to what's coming at us this weekend. But guys, I'm I'm just I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand up and start things and say, hi, my name is Chris, and I did not believe in Coach Prime. And then everyone else can go around the room and say, Hi, Chris, and it'll be like a like a Buffs Anonymous meeting to start things out here. John, hi, my name's Chris. I didn't believe in Colorado. Hey, Chris. You know, um, I man, this is a this is a tough one here to talk about because it's it feels like the coverage has um, gotten ridiculous and the reaction has gotten ridiculous. Um, I think two things are going to be true here. Dion did a better than expected job in week one, and TCU is going to be unranked by the end of the season. I mean, RJ was sort of talking about that, you know, last week. Um, I, I just think both things can be true here. He benefited from probably a, a, a perception with TCU, and he took advantage of that in Deion Sanders. And, um, and I think we're going to learn a lot more about Colorado this weekend um, than last in a weird way. But, look, um, as impressive a start, you know, as you can probably ask for for them. And we talked about how, you know, you completely rehaul the overall that roster. You can do that. But it's one freaking game, man. Like, why are we acting like they won the Pac-12? Why Why are we doing this whole thing with you didn't believe and you didn't believe and you didn't believe? Bro, it's one game. You have 11 left. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's it, – it, you're 100% right. Um but like this isn't our first day on social media. We we know we know the deal. Like it's it's all about overreaction, and yep. that that's the beauty and the curse of 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 living in the 2023 sports world. You know, t- t- I'll give this to Batista. Like they were playing this game blind. Like they had no film. They had no. They had never seen any of these guys play together. Uh, they didn't know what, you know, really what to look for. Uh, Sonny Dykes told us on my radio show they didn't watch a single second of Colorado football from last year. Not a single second. Um so not 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 a not a frame of film. So it, it was they were they were flying blind. They're also incredibly I think overrated and I think we massively underrated what Colorado actually is. I mean, you know Shador's a good player. Like yeah. he, he, yeah. he you know he's probably going to play on Sunday. Travis Hunter is holy hell Dog. man. Like yeah. what what it was 100 degrees on on Saturday, okay. I was yeah. I was sweating in the pool while this game was going on. It it was 100 degrees. It, it was hot out there, and he played 140 snaps. I I, I don't I yeah I I didn't believe I, I didn't so, believe. So, so and, and me and Ed Werder, we didn't believe. None but of us not did weigh in on that yet. Like there's still, I mean, yeah. it's it's the first game of his coaching tenure. You know, like. The, the, all precincts are not reporting on Deion Sanders. <laughs> you know well, let's, let's ask like, this question. Let's ask this question then, guys. Like, how much stock do we put in it? Like, and moreover, it's not just 
how much stock do we put into it? Like, that's an important question. How much stock do we put into uh, Colorado upsetting TCU the way they did? But more importantly, can we find some value in this now where the overreaction to things, you know, like their win total moves two full wins from three and a half to five and a half. Is that realistic or no? Their odds for a Pac-12 championship go all the way down to, where did it go? All the way down to 2,500. Are we, is there an opportunity to make any money or has that flown the coop now because the overreaction is wild? Should we wait and see if there's an overreaction, a swing back the, the other way now based on, if they can't beat Nebraska at home, and Nebraska looked terrible last weekend. I mean, classic Big Ten. What, did somebody kick a yeah. field goal? Oh, that kind of game. I mean, if, if Colorado doesn't beat the Huskers at home now, is there going to be such a wild overreaction back the other way that you, you, you can bet futures on a week-to-week basis now on Colorado based on how wildly they're going to fluctuate, Choppy? I mean, I think they're right. Look, I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule, and I, and I see, like, all right, they're they're they'll probably they could beat Colorado State. You know, they could take down both Arizona schools and Washington State. Um, like they could do that. I could see them winning that. They're not going to beat Oregon State. They're not going to beat Utah. They won't beat USC or Oregon. And you know, and, and again, maybe they will. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe they have. This is the best team that we've ever had assembled. Um, and and Dion is the best coach ever. But you know, there still is a ceiling for this team. I I think. At this moment, the the time to jump is probably passed. I don't think. I mean, three and a half's low, man. That that's a low number. Yeah. Like that's that you know that's the number that was the number to get. I, I if they had gotten it at four and a half, I think you can maybe ch- talk yourself into it. But you know, I only I only see like at you know guarantee. I don't say guarantee anything, but I mean maybe three more wins in the schedule because they do play what four or five ranked teams still. Yeah, I, I was yeah. going to say, Chris, just real quick, I could add to that. The money to be made mm-hmm. on, on Colorado is by fading them at this point. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to find a two-way market, right? Like on uh, on the books that, you know, on, on BetMGM, there's not going to be a two-way market on Colorado, no, to win the Pac-12. But, like, starting this week with Nebraska, you know, I mean, if you just sort of think about, okay, what really changed from, you know, all summer and last week? I mean, for Nebraska to be an eight-point favorite, seven-and-a-half-point favorite, to now swing the entire different way, you're getting an insane amount of value as ugly as it feels right now on Nebraska, and I get it. Um, you're, getting, you're getting 10, 12, 15 points of value uh, on, on Nebraska right now. Um, and, again, you, 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 see these, you, know, you see these reports about all this money, all these tickets on Colorado – And yet that number is frozen. That number is stuck. And I think that just tells you so much about whether that money is respected or not. And the answer is it's not respected. So I just think the value in in betting Colorado right now is fading them because you're getting incredible numbers on Nebraska uh, compared to where it was, you know, a, a week or two ago. Yeah, I'll be interested too, guys, to see like it. Where is there a tipping point where, okay, to to your point that that each of you just made that. There's a chance they beat Nebraska. There's certainly a chance they beat Colorado State. And then they go up against this this back-to-back Oregon-USC scenario where going into – it's not unrealistic to suspect that going into Oregon, they're they're 3-0 and what? I mean, what are they they looking at? Maybe only less than a touchdown dog, maybe, depending on how how well they play these next two weeks. 
Um, if, if you're Oregon, if your duck's better, or it, that's, the, that's the next opportunity I guess I look at is if I'm on the ducks in a couple of weeks and Colorado has won these last two weeks, they're 3-0, and and the whole world is on, behind Dion on this push, and again, the number is low enough, I think you're right, John. That's where the opportunity lies. If Oregon's only laying six and a half to Colorado at home, then right. we jump on it. And, and and then if we get burned again, hey, we get burned again. But I, I think to Choppy's point, too, I don't think their record against the ranked teams is what's going to tell us whether this has actually turned into anything or not. And that's their first opportunity to play a ranked team is a few weeks in Oregon. And, and look, and, and I'll be perfectly honest, like my, my biggest beef with this whole thing it's not the social media push because, like, that's expected. Mm-hmm. How how do they go from the worst team besides UMass to ranked by beating the 17th ranked team by three points on a team that we all knew was bad? Like, that was not very good. Right. Like, that's the issue. Like, how do they go to be ranked? Like, that... That, didn't, that, that was very odd. It was very, very odd to me that they just jumped that. I mean, they jumped 100 spots, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, it's just. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we want to talk about jumping spots and people jumping to weird spots and polls, this actually leads, segues nicely into the other thing, which is I was going to ask, what's the bigger surprise? Colorado winning or Clemson losing the way they did? Clemson loses and still stays three spots ahead of Duke in the coaches' poll, which. Make of that what you will, but I mean, for Clemson to lose outright as twelve and a half point favorites over Duke, I understand it's a it's a better Duke team, but all of a sudden there are a million and one questions about Dabo whether he's doing things right or not in Death Valley, and I think rightfully the questions about the the rest of the ACC after the way Florida State took care of LSU, they become the clear favorites, but the rest of the ACC is there a legit challenger? to Florida State in the ACC, John? I mean, Duke? <laughs> I mean, it ain't Clemson. <laughs> it ain't Clemson. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the time to have that talk about Dabo is now. Um, yeah. You know, he's, get, he's getting left behind. I, I think the game has actually passed him by uh, in terms of, you know, the, the state of college football today. And when we sort of do the autopsy on his time at Clemson, um, I think we're going to sit here and we're going to say, man, when Dabo didn't have a market-setting quarterback, when he didn't have a generational talent at quarterback, he didn't do that much. I mean, yeah, he won the ACC with Taj Boyd, okay, but he wasn't a national championship contender unless he had Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, which, in all fairness, we could do that if you give us Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence a quarterback, right? I mean, it's really not that it's not that hard to figure out. Um, he doesn't do the transfer portal. He doesn't do the NIL. Um, he's, he's getting left behind. His offense is uh, – it, it's, it's painful. It's painful to watch Clemson play football right now. So, you know, look, we talk about how college football is changing, um, you know, with the transfer portal and NIL. And I think one, one layer to that is coaches who are – you know, malleable coaches who are flexible, who can, you know, uh, uh, adapt through multiple eras. And Dabo, to me, has shown us definitively he is not one of them. Yeah, Choppy, I I look at this now. (laughs) The ACC odds, how about this? Florida State, like I said, the clear favorite of BetMGM, plus 110 to win the conference. But sitting there tied at 525, plus 525. North Carolina and 
Clemson, they're still right there. That tells you everything you need to know about what people think of the rest of the ACC. And perhaps this has opened a little bit of a door for the Tar Heels. I mean, look, maybe it has. And maybe, and I know, like, I don't think Florida State plays them, so it had to be in the in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, that's, just a, that's a one-two conference. Um, but, like, there's just not, I mean, th- th- that conference is not very good. It is an opening for Carolina. Like, like Clemson is, and John, like you said, the game's passed him by. Like, his, his refusal, not inability, refusal to do anything remotely close to transfers or really wanting to get in the NIL space. I mean, I, I said this, like, like the guy, he is Jack Easterby in a crew neck. That's what he is, man. That's all this guy is. He is just a charlatan. And he's all, like, it's, again, if you give me, if you give the rest of the world Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson, you're gonna you're gonna be fine. You're gonna find a way to win. And and, and this yeah. guy is just he's got a big bag of nothing. Yeah, I, I think maybe the lesson learned here is if you were waiting around to see how the ACC market, ACC conference championship market was gonna play out, you're kind of all out of time unless something crazy happens in three weeks when Florida State visits Death Valley. Or maybe even three weeks later when uh, the Knowles hosts Duke. Maybe maybe that's – if you're looking for a dark horse in the ACC, like you said, John, maybe maybe it's Duke who is behind uh, the aforementioned Florida State, Clemson, UNC, Louisville, Pittsburgh, NC State. Duke's all the way down there, seventh in the conference odds at 14-1. to one. I, 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 This is – we're one and a half weeks into the season, guys – and we're already talking about how bad the ACC is. This is not yeah. good, a yeah. good look for them. No, but I also think Duke's good. I think they're. Uh, I, I don't think they're a fluke by any means. I mean, that was. I know that Clemson. Uh, I know that Clemson had the, the red zone turnovers, and everybody's going to point to that. But variants went against Duke too. I mean, they had a couple stupid fumbles, the muff punt, uh, the drive there where they fumbled it in Clemson's uh, in Clemson territory. So variants went against Duke as well. They got an experienced uh, defensive line. They got a good. Uh, they got a. They got a really good quarterback there in Riley Leonard, who you know was mobile out there, looking like Josh Allen. So, I mean, I, I think they're good. I think we're gonna. That that's not gonna be one where we look up and you know say three four weeks and say, man, well, what happened with no Duke? Duke, I think is now. What does that mean for Duke? I don't know. But but they're legit. They're a legit football program. I feel. To bring it back around to North Carolina, real quick, guys, before we wrap this up and get to some game previews, uh, we found out Thursday night. Tez Walker still being denied by the NCAA. No immediate eligibility. It got Matt Brown so hot under the collar that uh, he had to write a big old fat statement that ended in all caps. NCAA, shame on you. I picture him wagging his finger while he does that. Hey, here's the thing, though. As silly as it is, this big, long statement complaining about this, he's right. I, what, 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 what does the NCAA exist for anymore? But to throw up roadblocks like this, it's just it's frustrating when when you see guys eligible to play everywhere else across the board, and then all of a sudden this ruling comes down and Tez Walker is not eligible. Choppy, look, they, I don't know why they exist. They exist, I, I think, just to have us make fun of them. Uh, the fact that there's guys that are ineligible because uh, they they've already transferred once before and they want to be closer to home for a sick relative. Now, listen, I get it. All right, like. This, if they allow it, it would open the door for everybody just to come on in and say, no, no, I want to transfer again. I got a sick relative nearby. I understand that. Uh, so I get it. They're just taking a blanket, zero tolerance policy on that. 
the NCAA is dumb, and I don't know why. The I, I thought college football was done with it, to be honest with you. I thought we had moved on from the NCAA. We created our own college football playoff, and that is what controls college football. But apparently the NCAA still sticks their, you know, their little noses in it and everything. Yeah, and it's it's not going to get any better until they absolutely get out completely out from underneath the thumb. We got games to preview. We mentioned Colorado. They host Nebraska, Texas A&M, Miami, Oregon, Texas Tech, and the big one. Longhorns and the Tide all on the way right here on BetQLU.